everybody! Hi friends, well from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, oh my god, a, like a, a total spill the beans from uh, <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. I don't feel like he spilled all the beans. I no. feel like he, but he spilled a bunch of beans. Yeah. And there's is- more beans coming from other sources, but he spilled some of his own beans, and it's it's a story, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> a it's a story right out of the what was the what's the show on HBO? Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, the Righteous Gemstones. It's, Do you watch? I love. I watched a little bit of it and then and then fell away. I'll I'll have to pick it it's back fun. up. It's funny. Yeah. Anyway, yes. And if uh, they continue to follow, kind of the Jerry Falwell, like pattern uh-huh. that they seem to be following for the show. <laughs> This could add a new twist. Yeah. It would be a fun one. Anyway. Uh, well, Dan, I have a story about some atheists who are sick and tired. Dan. I'm I'm tired. I'm not sick, though. <laughs> so I think we're all tired. I only have qualify. Uh, no, some uh, atheists in Kenya. Uh-oh. Uh, Let's have... Uh, have threatened legal action okay. against a Pentecostal Evangelic Fellowship of Africa Church in Kangundo. And uh, what do you think they're sick and tired of? Uh, just, I, you know what, I, I couldn't, just being called jerks? I don't know. The noise. <laughs> They're suing over noise pollution. Yeah, this is brilliant because I mean, if you know anything about Pentecostals, they're they're not quiet. They're not quiet. They scream. They shout. They it ain't Mormonism. Jump around. They handle snakes. Some of them. Apparently, there's this uh, this one really noisy church uh, that they've they've sent a letter to, and they've given them a 14 day ultimatum. To address the matter or else legal actions will follow. Wow. Because of constant complaints by neighbors asking them to please tone down on their noisy worship every Sunday and Friday evening. Wow. Uh, and Friday night. Why are you doing a Friday? Don't do church on Friday night. Got to keep people out of the bars. God damn it. Got to keep people in the pews instead. Yeah. Uh, apparently... Uh, yeah, the letter says the noise that emanates from your church is intolerable <laughs> to a lot of residents living near the church. What's also interesting is that it doesn't sound like the atheists themselves. It's not like this church is surrounded by atheist residents. No, they don't live. They don't, they're taking up the cause on behalf of oh. the residents of this neighborhood. Oh, out they're doing good in the world by yeah. shutting Christians the fuck up. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to be following this. I'm going to set up a little a Google alert. Oh, yeah. Because I need to know what happens <laughs> what is, with this story. Yeah, because what, you know that this church will not comply. Oh, no, no, Atheists no. Atheists demand that they get that they tone it down. No, oh, they're going to turn gonna, it up. They're going to get louder. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the MO. At least if they were in this country, that's what they would do. Maybe Kenya isn't quite as backwards as we are. I don't know. It's, it's anything's possible. <laughs> it does. When feel, you're talking about backwards and this country. Yeah. Anything is possible. Our, our, I feel like our country is setting new records. We're sending, <laughs> setting the standard uh, for the whole world to see in terms of just 
being shit. Well, I mean, at this point, if this if this was in the United States, good luck suing that church to be quiet. Right? Like that church, like all of like the Christian defense funds and everything, yeah. they would be like, thank you. Another one going to the Supreme Court. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I've got a story uh, about a new paper that has been published in uh, the journal Justice Quarterly, which is a journal about prisons and, oh. uh, and the prison system and stuff. Okay. And this paper was looking at whether or not faith-based programs within the prison system uh-huh. lead to less recidivism. Oh. Uh, now, if you, apparently uh, a, a Pew Research study uh, in 2012 found that 73% of state prison chaplains believed that the faith-based programs that they participated in were, were absolutely crucial. Well, of course they did. That's like... Yeah. That's a silly survey. It is. It, yeah, it is. The, they are 100% convinced of this. Sorry, 73% convinced of this. <laughs> uh, or rather, 73% of them are 100% convinced. Right. Uh, and 60% of the time, it works every time. No. Uh, but so, they, so they've done some studying of it. Uh, turns out, no. No. Uh, finding Jesus in prison or strengthening your Jesus while you're in prison does not help with recidivism in this country. Color me surprised. Who's shocked? Raise your hands. <laughs> the weird thing, you know, it's, I mean, the thing is our prison system is a joke. It yeah. is the worst. Like we put, we put more people in prison than anybody else. And it's a terrible system. It's literally built so that i mean here's the thing half of our prisons are for profit do you think we like rehabilitating prisoners is going to be to the advantage of a for-profit prison no you want repeat business they have no interest in rehabilitating people yeah so they have so these people get no training about how to live in the world. They get no job training. They get no, you know, they get basically just booted out at the end of their prison sentence yeah. with no resources at all made available to them. So guess what? Jesus ain't going to help you. Like the only thing that's going to help you is resources. And when you are, you know, back out on the street and poverty stricken and have no way of, of fending for yourself, you're going to turn back to crime. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. It turns out, I mean, Jesus can be really good, uh, apparently. Apparently it can, it, you know, being very religious can be a comfort while you're in prison. I guess having an imaginary friend, having a good hobby. As uh, yeah, as Hemant Mehta pointed out in his thing. Yeah, I it's, mean, that. I guess that makes sense. And here, and, and the other thing but, is... Our government, since our government is not going to spend any money on anything that would benefit society, you know, priests and pastors are the only ones who are going in and doing anything. Yeah. It's really like the only option. It's, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're not charging anything for their, for their thing. They're doing it for free. We need to start doing some, uh, some prison outreach, some atheist prison outreach. Yes. Cause you know, they're there. Yeah. And if anything, 
I mean, who can say, but I, I would think that we would have a better message. We would have a... That would be uh, potentially based. more productive. Yeah, we would work to help people with things. It would be great. Yeah. Somebody do that. Yeah. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. I've got the story of a couple in Tennessee that uh, was looking to adopt a child out of state. Sure. Um, and so they needed some, some help from some local resources because Tennessee has this law that requires basically foster parent training and a home study, mm. you know, certification before sure. you can like initiate the adoption process. Sure. And so the couple uh, by the name of Elizabeth and Gabriel Rutten Ram. Rutten. Uh, Rutten. Rutro. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, contacted and was working with the Holston United Methodist Home for Children. Mm. They got the ball rolling, and then Holston told them that uh, they were no longer going to work with them because uh, they were Jewish. Ooh. And they were Methodist. Ooh. And uh, Tennessee has a law. <laughs> On the books, a new law uh, that allows religious adoption agencies to deny service to families who re, whose religious or moral beliefs aren't in sync with the providers. God, that's gross. And of course, uh, Holston receives government money. Yeah. As an adoption provider. Yeah. And uh, in order to train, uh, in order to provide adoptions to the public. And to provide these uh, foster parent training and home study certifications to the public that they're getting public money. Yeah. So their services should be open to the public. Also, and not for nothing, you're, you're Christians. Yeah. And as Christians, you believe like 99% the same shit as Jewish people. Well, this is a real test of the whole judeo-christian thing right everybody loves to be like oh there's a judeo-christian ethic that this country yeah this country is a judeo-christian country god damn it but we don't like the judeo part but it is but we don't like we don't use the name but but what's crazy so so what what becomes clear then Mm -hmm. is that the the important belief Mm -hmm. that these uh fine jewish would-be parents don't share is anti-Semitism. Yeah. Because all of the rest of it is the same. Right. You're either, you're, you got the same Ten Commandments. You got it from them. You right. stole half of your shit from them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you hear about these laws, and my mind immediately goes to, well, it's to keep gay p- couples from being able to adopt. And that's, I'm sure, where a lot of people who supported this law, where what their intention was. Yeah. But... It also means that these Christian organizations, which in a lot of communities, you might not have a lot of options for adoption, you know, providers. Right. And so now the local Christian adoption agency, if you're Muslim, if you're atheist, if you're Jewish, clearly, uh, whatever you are that ain't Methodist. Right. Sorry, guys. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we, exactly. We, we we're we're protecting this child from growing up Jewish. Yeah, because that's what it is. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's go, disgusting. Go get your kid in New York or something. 
Oh God. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a horrendous story. Uh, there's a part where it gets kind of, it tells a little bit more of the personal side of the story for this young couple who, you know, they can't ha- the, biologically have their own child. And so they've, they've been wanting to adopt. Um, you know what? They and, don't, and they don't want a Christian kid anyway. They all grow up to be assholes. <laughs> uh, but um, the, the wife, she says, um, it was the first time I felt discriminated against because I'm Jewish. It was very shocking. And it was very hurtful that that the agency seemed to think that a child would be better off in state custody than with a loving family. Yeah. This is what's shocking about all of this. You know, a a gay couple, I mean, the same argument can be made for a gay couple. Like, it's still shocking. But I get that they, you know, the demonization of gay people is still very strong in our country. Right. The anti-Semitism thing was kind of being they they were kind of hiding that one a little yeah. bit a little bit better for a while there and yeah. then and then Trump came along and everything just sort of exploded and now now we're back to well and you give religious or you know these 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 sort of pseudo public agencies that are connected to a church yeah right you give them the right to discriminate and you get to see what their real values are well that's true you know that's very true they their true colors are flying now i'm i actually my next story is basically the same kind of story really and the reason that all of this is possible we should talk about the fact that we talked about it at the time but there was a a supreme court ruling in this country by the idiot baboons in in our current supreme court that basically i think it was uh it was Oh, it was somewhere in Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia. It was a Philadelphia ruling. Mm. They ruled that Philadelphia couldn't have the basically adoption agencies could have their own discriminatory policies mm. and they had to work with them. Oh, right. Right. Cause it's discrimination against the bigots. If you don't, uh, it's, and this the, is the fact that they, actually basically are taking that stance is yeah. amazing it's shocking yeah it's uh and it, yeah and like the way the way you have to twist your brain mm-hmm. to make that a legal argument yeah is bizarre and uh so disheartening but as you pointed out and as i'm about to point out that means it's sweeping the country that means that nobody's allowed i mean it's basically this is thought to be now an overarching rule that will apply everywhere. So now the State Department of Health and Human Services of Michigan has decided that they're going to change their rules. They have to. Okay. And they are going to allow, uh, they basically have to give up on the anti-discrimination rules and say, okay, if you are a faith-based adoption agency, you get to be dickholes and not not put kids into LGBTQ+. Homes. Jesus Christ. It's insane. It's so, I mean, literally, these people would rather put a kid into an unfit Christian home. Yes. Than like super stable, great environment that happens to be LGBTQ, mm-hmm. clear, apparently Jewish, like anything. It's. I, Certainly atheists are out. Yeah. Surely they, the second that they find out that you're an atheist, you're not getting that kid. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would almost behoove any atheist couple or single person looking to adopt 
Just, just, uh, just put up some Christian crosses in your house. Go to church a couple, you yeah, know, start fine. start to go to church monthly or whatever, just so that you can have a track record. Yeah. It's literally, it's fine just to lie. Look, flat out lie about there, it. There's no, there's no God. Nobody's going to, there, there's no <laughs> eternal re- it's, retribution. It's better for that child. It's better for that child. But the end justify the means. Yeah. By all means at this point <laughs> for this, in this case. And unfortunately you can't uh, really lie. If I mean, you could lie if you're Jewish, I suppose, but you can't lie if you're, you know, if you're a gay couple. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose you could birdcage it, have one of them <laughs> throw on a wig. <laughs> that's the it new may, bird cage. May not be the, the best. No, uh, it's a it's a bad idea, but it's <laughs> but it makes for a fun movie. Yeah, we look for Bird Cage Two: yeah, the, the Adoption coming out in a theater <laughs> near you. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, um, over there in Germany, yeah, uh, there are a bunch of, I I would assume. Uh, fairly unhappy. Um, <laughs> Just everyone is unhappy in Germany. No, That's what you're saying. Uh, employees of the Catholic Church. Oh. At, at least 125 of them who are LGBT. Oh. And have come out as such, including priests. Well, that's no surprise. Uh, yeah, I know. Religious and lay employees. Wow. Uh, school teachers, so forth and so on. Uh, working somehow for some sort of Catholic entity in the country. They came out in mass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Cause mass. Oh, so funny. Um, they're using the hashtag out in church. Interesting. Um, and, uh, they, they, uh, they're working for a church without fear is what they say. And uh, this is in large part in response to the Vatican's orthodoxy office. Yikes. My that's God. A, that's not a good office. Um, Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith uh, is the name of the office, I guess. <laughs> um, they, uh, they said that the, the back uh, last March this is when they came out and said that clergy cannot bless, not even bless, same-sex unions, right. not perform marriages. Can't even say, you know, God bless you, right. you too. Because they can't bless sin. That is exactly right. I remember that. Yeah. And so this in, this initiative uh, that's being started by these 125 people who, lit- I mean, literally, they've, 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 they've are signing their names, so to speak, to, to this manifesto. And uh, they're calling for all LGBTQIA uh, individuals who work for the church to join up. Uh, They're appealing to bishops uh, to give its manifesto public support. And it argues that the church should make clear that LGBTQIA people, uh, whether living alone or in a relationship, are blessed by God. I feel like I feel like something's brewing in Germany. Yeah, I feel like Germany. Maybe it's just that they're a, an eminently practical people, hmm. sort of by nature. Yeah, but they just—I feel like they're just—they see the church, and unlike a, a place like here, where the church that you believe in is somehow this magical entity that is always right, or that blah blah blah. Mm. You know, going Germany just has a long history of going. 
Um, I have a problem with some of the things you're saying. <laughs> I, f I think I I just think we need to revisit some of your uh, your positions. Yeah, our well, positions as Catholics. It is it is interesting. Like it 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 does beg the question for me of this church officially the the. Their office of orthodoxy. Yeah. Right. Which has by come the way, out and said, you're not welcome here. Right. And instead of being like, yeah, okay, fine. Fuck you too. Right. And leaving, they're like, well, no, we need to stick around and we need to like <laughs> reform this thing. Now, granted, yeah. they're all employees. Right. Right. Which it, it which does put you in a, in a very different position. Right. right. Yeah. And you were, except for like the priests, you don't necessarily have to like be in 100% to be like a teacher at a Catholic school. Right. For example. Right. Right. Or something. Yeah. You don't want to leave because that's your livelihood. Right. So. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a different position, but at the same time, fuck you Catholic church. Right. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, it, why would you want to stay? I, I just have like, you do have like, you're currently employed. You you have a set of skills, right? Take those skills and work for somebody who appreciates you for who you are, right? Or right? someone who will celebrate who yeah. you are, yeah. Instead instead of you having to feel some sort of shame or some sort of uh, outsiderness or yeah. just yeah, it's it's no fun at all. And I get it. Changing jobs is hard. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to do it. A job can be more than just like a job. Yeah. I get it. There, there's kind of your work family. There's these people that you've, yeah. you know, you have these relationships. That, and it could be very for, fulfilling and all yeah, of this and everything's stuff. good, except for the fact that the company that you work for, the Catholic church, doesn't like you. They reject you. Yeah. And all the things that make you, you. Yeah. Your basic you-ness is really the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything else is fine. Everything else. The work you're doing is great. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you could just. We just, just don't appreciate you. Please don't be you <laughs> while you're here or if anyone's looking. And if, especially if anybody asks. And if anybody asks, you're not you. <laughs> you're us. God. Yuck. Goodness. All right. Well, speaking of yuck, I'm going to close us out with uh, Mississippi. Uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi mm. specifically. Mm. Yeah. You know, the thriving metropolis of Ridge Ridgeland, Mississippi. But it's a beautiful place. <laughs> Spanish moss. Oh yeah. Hang tree, hanging from every trees. tree and, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Big, beautiful old mansions. G gorgeous, uh, rebel flags flying. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know. Blowing in the way. <laughs> uh, the mayor of Ridgeland. Uh-huh has taken a stand. Mm. Uh, and that stand is... So uh, the Madison County Library System uh, has a contract with Ridgeland, mm. and Ridgeland gives them uh, $110,000 a year. Mm. Just as part of, uh, you know, that's part of their endowment, part of what keeps them going in. To, to provide them with a library? What's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for library services. Okay. Well, Mayor Gene McGee... Has decided to withhold this fund, these funds. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's not going to release it to them. 
Does he want his library closed? No, he loves the library, or presumably he loves the library. I'm guessing he doesn't read a lot. Anyway, uh, he, he likes just, the idea of libraries. he just wants all that gay shit out of there. He just don't like the queer stuff. Oh my god! In the library, and we're not just talking about like you know, we're we're, we're talking about any books that have incidentally gay characters in them, just sort of. He just doesn't want any gay in the library. And he's not he he he's not the only one. He claims that there are that, that this is a, a response to lots of community members who are absolutely livid to find in in the children's section, Frank, the children's section books that have that happen to have uh LGBTQIA oh plus my God. uh people like a kid could see that frank and then what would happen and then what they're all gay that is what happens you if you You see a person if you smell a gay book you turn gay (laughs) anyway uh yeah they uh it's literally that it's literally that stupid uh apparently on a phone call with the library director he said that the homosexual materials in the library went against his Christian beliefs and he would not uh, release the money as long as the materials were there. Uh, he, he went on to say, uh, the library can, sue, can serve whoever we wanted, but he only serves the great Lord above. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. Dude. Douche. You, I'll bet you were sexy in high school. <laughs> I'll bet the ladies loved you, Mayor McGee. Uh, oh, what a! Uh, so that's just that's the state so of the the government. In uh, now, of course, there was a there was a big board meeting and a, a big the alderman's meeting and stuff. And at that meeting, the legal counsel of the library board was asked if the mayor had the authority to withhold these funds, considering there's a contract in yeah. place. Uh, Bob Sanders, who is the, uh, the, the counsel for the library board, said, uh, no. <laughs> that was a quote. Literally. The quote was, uh, uh no. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that so, he said it that way. That's, that's, no. that's his legal opinion. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, no. Sorry, you don't need a lot of uh, of of subtlety or 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 nuance, right? When it's that stupid. Anyway, oh, poor poor little town. I know it's hard. It's hard. They've got books that have gay people in it. There's one called Granddad's Camper, and I think that Granddad is gay. Even what are we worse. supposed to do? An old gay guy. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst. Oh my god. Oh, it's a kids book. These are it's so yeah. stupid. It is it is just remarkable. But there you go. He serves the Lord. Uh well, if you serve the Lord and would like to tell us all about it or something else, please feel free to yeah, write into us. Else. Yeah, something else. Yeah. If you serve the Lord, why are you listening to this show? <laughs> anyway, uh you can write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There is more show coming up.
Frank? Dan. Do you know the name Sherry Tenpenny? I feel like I should. It sounds like a, 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 like a horror villain or something. Yeah. Uh, and she is, it turns out, a horror villain. She is one of the so-called dirty dozen, the, the 12 people most responsible for spreading anti-vax uh, oh. COVID lies throughout the world. Well, good for her. Um, and and she has uh, she has said some really choice things of late. I I had trouble deciding which of her clips God. we should play uh, this time. It's too bad. I love the last name. Tenpenny. Tenpenny. Oh, I'd kill for a last name like that. I'd just change it to Dime. <laughs> it's too long. No, just, just shorten charming. it. Shorten it down to Dime. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I just want you to see if you can follow this. Uh, she's going to tell us all about what's really going on with these COVID vaccines. Oh, she gets a little sciency, so it might really? be tricky for those of you who uh, who aren't into, you know, real hardcore science. And this is something new. We've never heard this theory before. Well, I've never heard it. Okay, it's pretty I'm, good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Here we go. And I want people to remember, remember this term because you're going to hear a lot of it in the next year, quantum entanglement, quantum entanglement, because when that's from a physics perspective, what happens when you take that shot in, there's all this entangling that's on and with the artificial intelligence hooking you up to the Google credit scores and all the, you know, all of the, the D, the D matrix and all of those things. It's happening in people that have already been injected. So what you need to do is really understand what their end game is and block it and repent and stand back, trust and truth and lead into the Lord. And then that is your salvation is to get that back into your body. I feel like she squoze more nonsense woo into that very short clip than I have ever heard before. Uh, I'm, I'm speechless because she has basically picked up... <laughs> on all these different like ideas that, that that are out there that are scientific ish right i mean quantum entanglements are uh, that's a thing right not the way she described not the way it. she's describing it but she they heard somebody heard the word and they're like that's we're going to pick up on that but they'll 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 pick and choose all of these sciency sounding things yeah. left right and center but when the real fucking science is sitting right in front of them that's simple and plain Nope. They deny it. Here's nope. the thing. It has to be complicated and convoluted, and they'll just buy into any stupid idea. How, how, how can someone make Deepak Chopra sound like he has a reasonable grasp of quantum science? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because compared to this lady, he suddenly sounds reasonable. Oh, God, Le my God. Quantum entanglement... Something about Google credit scores. Never. Somehow, like you're you're now Wi-Fi to the G5 with the Google credit scores. This I, is the Google D credit. matrix. She just threw that one out there. What, what does that I mean? Have no idea. Is that is, is is I mean, is it about the the Wachowskis haven't even come out with that one Which yet? Which pill are you supposed to take? I can't remember. At this point, yeah. Apparently, they're, they're, like there's a yellow pill now. <laughs> Is what's happening. 
Is there a third option? <laughs> do I, did I have to do the blue? I'm not or really the into red? sort of the, the, the primary colors. Red and blue are like, mm, do you have like a lavender pill? It's a little too binary. I would really Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. She is a she's a hoot. She's the wow. one that uh, that my father-in-law apparently was listening to when oh, he first didn't want to get god. uh and that because that's what it is more than anything is that is you don't want to for whatever like knee jerk reaction you have to the idea of somebody telling you you need to go get a shot yeah you don't like the idea you don't like be, I don't like being bossed around and then you go and you f- you find whatever it is that conf- confirms that that helps you have an argument right against it right yeah that, even that if help- that argument is like. Quantum entanglement. Google credit scores. What are you talking about? And it honestly, it's always literal. Well, it's crazy. I I mean, that one basically almost broke me. I sat over here just like, yeah, what in the (laughs) fuck am I listening to? Frank basically fell out of his chair. (laughs) Backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, we had some folks write into us. Ooh, this, is a, this is a much better thing than than Sherry Tenpenny, so that's good. Steve wrote into us, dear Frank and Dan, I used to dutifully save past issues of atheist and secular humanist magazines hmm. until I realized I wasn't revisiting them, so they were just gathering dust. So now, after reading, I leave them in one of many of those little free library thingies near my home. Well done. Yeah. I have also donated sundry atheist books that I didn't find compelling, but that someone might find helpful. You never know who might stumble on one of them and undergo a change of thinking. I love it. Beats throwing them in the trash. I love this idea, too. By, and, and Steve goes on to say that uh, you can Google little free library yeah. to find uh, ones near you. Yeah. Kate, them. Kate who, yeah. who has subbed on the show, yeah. she has a little little free library. Does she? And she has to Adorable. go out and uh, periodically pull the uh, religious claptrap out Ugh. that people leave. So I think turnabout is fair play. Absolutely. St- well done, Steve. Uh, that's a that's a, a brilliant idea. I love oh, it. I bet the J-dubs just love loading those things up. Oh, everybody does. The Mormons, <laughs> you know, she, you, you, you'll go and you'll find a... Uh, Free Book of Mormon, a free uh, either a Book of Mormon or a you know miracle of forgiveness or some nonsense like that. Oh, which finally officially got retired. Did you hear that? Oh, really? Miracle of forgiveness. That's a Mormon deep cut, everybody. But yeah. uh, it's, it sounds nice. The miracle of forgiveness. <laughs> that sounds like a nice book. It is a not nice book. Oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about it on the show. Oh well, oh, next well. week. Next week we'll we'll, we'll talk. About we'll get it. to everything anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Slarda Bartfast, nice. Uh, who who's writing into us? Apparently from outer space. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hi friends. I'm writing to second Audrey's suggestion of last week. We need atheist Bible study ASMR to occupy the digital space <laughs> next to the Bible study ASMR. <laughs> From a digital marketing standpoint, this is a golden opportunity both to promote atheism and weaken evangelical Christianity. <laughs> Atheist Bible study is well-established. ASMR is well-established. Christian ASMR fans who seek affirmation in their faith should be discomfited to know 
that their softly spoken fables are like those of the ancient Aztecs. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, fun. sure, sure. I yeah. go make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Slard of Bartfast does say, I don't know if I'm the right person to start or help produce it uh, and make it a thing, but I'm here to help promote it. So fantastic. There you go. Get, get, get your, get your YouTube channel up there and don't market atheists. Just, just be like select Bible passages in ASMR. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. Like totally conceal the real intent. Yeah. Just, and then lure people in and, and you don't start with, the one about the, you know, the, just, for his genitals were like that of a donkey and stuff. Right. You, you start before that and then you, you get to get that there. part. Yeah. And then slow down. <laughs> really, really enjoy that part. Chew yeah, it. It sounds like you're made for this. Although it needs to be a woman's voice, right? Isn't that the, are there guys oh, who yeah. record the, oh, there are guys. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just whispering. You know what I mean? It's just uh, and, uh, and guys can whisper too. Is that what you're guy, saying? Guys can whisper. It's a thing we can do. <laughs> Isn't that great? And finally, this is from Nathan who says, uh, "Finding content can be hard. Thought you might be interested in this one. Proof that uh, there's a headline. Proof that priesthood blessings are worthless." And what Nathan has written into us, I I didn't want to use it as a story, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, which is uh, apparently he talks about Utah Intermountain Healthcare being uh, the largest oh, yeah. hospital network in Utah, right? Um, and very much, you know, their clientele is predominantly Mormon. Yes, yeah, uh, because Utah lives here, predominantly yes. Mormon. Um, so you would think. As Nathan points out, that if the priesthood blessings that are being given all over these hospitals Wait a were effective, <laughs> they would have a better record uh, than your average hospitals. How has nobody ever thought of this before? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Yeah. The the obviously the medical sort of the outcomes yeah. of the treatment yeah. are should be same as basically anywhere else. Uh yeah, apparently uh Intermountain Healthcare looks like any other good any other good to not good hospital. Uh <laughs> he sent the rankings. Nathan says, one can argue that the priesthood blessings alone now this is a Mormon thing, you guys. You should know that like the priesthood that we bestow, Frank and I bestow mm -hmm. upon our patrons. Yeah. That's a that that's a real that's Based on a real thing that Mormons do for all the man folk. Yeah. 12 and up. You're supposed to be able to heal people with it. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be magic powers. So, if that were to work, uh, as Nathan points out, that should put their success rates on the level of top-tier hospitals like the Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, and Johns Hopkins. But they do not. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah. We got yeah. data, people. Oh. Shit don't work. My God. I mean, everyone has data on this one. Everyone who grew up in a Mormon family has data on this. Yeah. Because it fucking, you you know you're getting the same results as people yeah. who don't have it. Did you get colds any less than your non-Mormon neighbors? Right. Did you, like, did your broken leg heal up quicker than right. the doctor said it was going to? And, of course, you know, every uh, every... 15th family has a story about how grandma was supposed to die and they were certain she was going to die. And then she lived another 12 years shocking all, all, all the doctors. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's like, yeah, but also your uncle just died of nothing. Or you know what I mean? Like right. 
Like, okay, so you got one point. We also had a miracle on our side, you know, an, an unexpected survival. Right. Uh, so no, you haven't won anything. You, uh, you lose. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so good. Yeah. Delicious is what I want to say. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, do we have some folks to thank this week? We do indeed, Dan. We have again, uh, a bumper a, crop, a, a, a ton of people. Hurrah. So, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to start with, uh, Glenn, who's a new teacher. Ooh. Uh, Melanie, who's also a new teacher. Oh. Uh, the future Mrs. Enright, oh. also a new teacher. And, uh, Alex, a new priest. Oh. Uh, so thank you, uh, to, to, uh, the four of you. Yeah. Um, for heading on over to our website, thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. That's how you could join them if you'd like. You, um, you guys don't hear any ads on this show. This yeah. is the only way that we make any money at all. Yeah, we swore off ads. So uh, and uh, we we like we like being listener supported. So yeah. uh, if you want to join the ranks, please do go to thankgodimatheist.com. Click on that support tab. We will thank you so much on the show. Even yeah, uh, you're great. We really appreciate you. We have one more person to thank. We do indeed. Our top donor, our Lord and Savior. Demonium. Stick around, there's more show coming up. Franklin! Dan. J Jew. I know. The uh oh, he comes up all the time. J- well, he has there have been a number of Really good reasons to talk about him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has been, he's been relatively quiet of late since he was fired from his job at his dad's university. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the president of Liberty Liberty University, had been for a long time. Uh, and yeah. and literally, it was an astonishing fall from grace. Right. Uh, he had held himself up as, as, as sort of a, a moral leader. Yeah. He's... Head of a big old Christian university. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, and then a whole bunch of, uh, just crazy things transpired. It, yeah. it, it, there was a pool boy. Yeah. It turned out that there was uh, a pool boy who claimed that he, <laughs> not only did he, uh, fuck Jerry's wife, but Jerry liked to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then there were, and then, you know, there was a photograph on it, that he posted to like social media of him drinking on a yacht with a pregnant woman next to him that wasn't his wife and his fly was open. There's a, like a whole yeah. bunch of like, what the fuck is happening moments. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and yeah, just things just sort of fell apart. And the, and, the pool boy got like some sweet property deal. Yeah, yeah, he got to be partial owner on a in a, on like a, a motel or a hostel in in Florida. It's just just insane things, and then and then you know he started to sue Liberty, and Liberty started to sue him, and there was all these things, yeah. and he was fired and all this stuff, and it was and then he he got drunk and fell down the stairs, and oh my god, it was just a bunch of stuff. Anyway, he did a a whole uh, interview with. Uh, Vanity Fair magazine. Oh. And, you know, it's, it's actually very interesting to get, you know, the way they paint the picture of these people. Uh, 
they they have a different story than uh, than pool boy Giancarlo Granda had about how uh, how things played out. Giancarlo. Oh yeah! Wow, no, it's a good pool boy name. It's a it's a very good pool boy name. <laughs> That's about as good as it gets <laughs> when it comes to pool boys. Anyway, uh, Jerry and Becky Falwell mm. talking to the reporter, and you know, sort of the big headline moment was when Jerry basically said, "You know, everybody assumes that I'm this big religious guy. I'm not." Wait. Now that no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Everybody just assumes. Yeah. Like why would they that, think that, Jerry? That thing that you know you've been presenting yourself as. That thing that yeah, ex- exactly. He's like, "No, that was my dad, not me." Um you're president of the university. Yes, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> uh anyway, so I, so that was the big bombshell. But you know what? It's, it's not shocking. The no. thing about it is, of course, and he still believes in God. He's saying, he says he's not, you know, religious, mm-hmm. but he still believes in God and all this stuff. And he's also the asshole that kind of first endorsed Trump and made a big, yeah. you know, big splash with the evangelicals. Um, and that, and that, and probably kind of, crowned him at that point because the evangelicals were backing ted cruz for a long time there yeah uh because hmm. he is one right and you know that's that's usually a good thing for them but no uh at at some point everyone and everyone expected fallwell to to back cruz and then he backed trump and like that changed the game entirely yeah so he delivered the evangelicals but he's saying, but I'm not religious. I'm not really, re- I'm not a religious person. That was my dad. I, you know, and then well, he tells you, you're and not then, as religious as your father. Well, here's the thing. Cause he, this, you know, the article also talks about his dad and talks about his and his take on his dad is that his dad was like religious, but like wasn't the fire and brimstone, you know, super orthodox Christian guy that, that we all knew and loved until his mom came along and whipped that into him. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. He was apparently was in a gang as a kid, like beating up other gangs and stuff. What? But I mean like a 1950s style gang. It was, it was was probably more a sharks and jets type of scenario, (laughs) but snapping slowly. (laughs) Dance fighting at each other. <laughs> you know, 50s gangs. <laughs> That's how it was, right? Uh, anyway, yeah, it's... I guess the thing of a, uh, that feels funny to me and sad and weird uh-huh. is that the picture that emerged for me, and you can tell me if you disagree or whatever, the picture that emerged for me of Jerry Falwell Jr. is that he grew up in the shadow of this immensely uh, important man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jerry Falwell Sr. was a dickhole. Yeah. But he was a famous dickhole. And, and wielded power. Wielded lots of power. Yeah. So therefore, important. And wish that he hadn't been. Right. But yeah. yeah. But Junior kept trying to get out 
from all of this. He 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 didn't go to divinity school or anything like that. He went to law school. He got ah. he tried to get away. Okay. And then the liberty was failing. The business was the family business was failing. Ah. So he came back in and he turned it around. He turned it into a very profitable business and all this stuff. Huh. He didn't want to I mean the sense that I get is he just never got out from the shadow of this man. Like his dad, he, like his destiny was sort of carved out for him and he could just never get out from it. And he couldn't get his brain out from it either. Mm. He couldn't extract himself like emotionally and psychologically mm. from, uh, from this thing. Sounds, sounds like we should feel bad for him. I mean, <laughs> no, I think it's fine not to. But I, I just, <laughs> I, but I do think like, I, I, I get the sense he's miserable. Oh. He would have been so much happier if he had just been if able religion to. religion hadn't been foisted upon him. Yeah. Huh. Weird, right? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he clearly self-destructed hmm. probably at least unconsciously on purpose hmm. to get himself out. Literally, it's the, the only way he could get out. Right after he was fired, he went on a local like NPR station and said, free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, I'm free at last. Like That's tasteless. Horribly tone deaf, <laughs> A. Like, just god awful on that front. And then, uh, but also, it, it speaks to the fact that he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to be there. And literally his psyche had to like get caught with his britches down completely like, self-destruct multiple times before he could like, he had to blow himself up and before the, he could get out. What's truly amazing is how much effort that took. Yeah. It like, I like the pool boy should have done it. The <laughs> yeah. pool boy should have been enough. Liberty, like the, 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 the border regents or whatever, at the Liberty University, you should have just been like, no. Nope. Yeah, this is done. You've gone too far, sir. Yeah. But no, it's hard to get yourself fired from Liberty University. Well, it's probably hard to get fired from Liberty University if you're Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like that is some legacy for them that is like incredibly important, right? And, and carries such cachet. Well, also, it's terrible publicity for them. And it's also that. Sure. So, like, But also, isn't it worse publicity to let it keep going on? <laughs> You'd think. Pictures of him with wine on yachts with young women and pants unzipped. Like, like it's what are you doing, bizarre. Dude? Yeah. All along. I and mean, we've, we've talked about all these incidents ad nauseum. Right. Right. On this show. And... All the while, we think he's a believer. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, thought he was screwed up. I thought that he like was a hypocrite. I thought that he, but I figured that he was like also in it. Yeah. And if nothing else, that he was like an opportunist who knew how to like play the game. And maybe he was like getting caught a couple times. Right. Right. But it doesn't even sound like it was that. No. It just sounds like he just came in, saved the business, 
and just bumbled his way through. Never wanted to do it. Never. Yeah. It's. It's. Oh my god. I cannot wait for this season of the Righteous Gemstones to come out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at this point, it's. How do you even parody it? How do they, you know what I mean? Like how? Like you can't go farther. Oh. There, like there are the there was the rumors that was going around. They deny it, but there was, but like the the big thing was that Michael Cohen, who was uh, Trump's attorney uh-huh. before he went to jail, yeah, w- had pictures, naked pictures of them doing untoward things that he was holding, yeah, which precipitated his his uh, support of Trump. Oh, Jesus Christ! Of course, I believe it. I believe it too. I don't, I obviously have no evidence, but it would make so much sense. And then because human psychology is what it is. I believe that they could burn that, those photographs that Michael Cohen could have gotten rid of those photographs or given them back to him. And they would still be Trump supporters. Yeah. Cause they're, because they, they switched that flipped that switch in their brain. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. That's Crazy just time. that's just what human beings, man. I have learned so much about what uh, stupid monkeys we are as a species yeah. over the la- over the last five or six years. Yeah, it's been amazing. What a lesson we've all oh, been able to learn. No kidding. Well, uh, if you would like to send some Schadenfreude about. <laughs> Jerry Falwell or anybody to us, please feel free to do so. Write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, would you? Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only and there's links there to take you to discord or facebook whatever you want to do whatever you want to do hey thanks so much to the red rock hot club for the use of their fine music and thanks to gordon johnston for the use of his music and thanks to all of you for tuning in thanks bye-bye